The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day comes to us from our gospel lesson for today, from Luke chapter 4, especially these beginning words. Jesus went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and he was teaching them on the Sabbath. And they were astonished at his teaching, for his word possessed authority. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, America has always sort of had a sordid history with authority. After all, our country began by throwing off the oppressive arm of Mother England. And ever since, America has been a little suspicious of authority. And it seems a few decades ago, that suspicion grew into true animosity. With many things going on in the country in that period of time, a lot of people began to embrace the opinion that the bumper sticker, Question Authority, was indeed a very good way to live life. And we can say certainly that to at least some extent our current culture is the result of that constant questioning of authority. In our world, authority is almost assumed to be bad. Students rebel against the authority of teachers in the name of being cool. Women dismiss the authority of their husbands in the name of being empowered. Workers rebel against their bosses in the name of sticking it to the man. The police are assumed to be corrupt. The preachers, perverse. The congressmen, crooked. Almost all Americans will agree on one thing. If there's something wrong with our country, those in authority are to blame. And have no doubt, there are abuses of authority evidenced in almost every sector of life. Anyone looking to justify their mistrust of authority will not have to look very far to find examples to prove their point. No, authority being abused is a fairly common thing to see. But ultimately, the scriptures tell us that rebelling against legitimate authorities is sin. It was at the heart of the very first sin in the Garden of Eden. And it's really been lurking underneath every other sin since that day. Sins against the legitimate authorities are ultimately sins against the one who establishes all authorities. Put simply, to fight against authorities is to fight against God. As the Spirit had Paul write to the Romans, Whoever resists authorities resists what God has appointed. And those who resist will incur judgment. You see, authority in its truest sense is not bad. In fact, it is a gift of God that he has sowed into the very fabric of his creation. Yes, he is the one who has all authority and he gives out that authority to various people upon the earth for the good of everyone. Yes, he gives that authority which ultimately belongs to him, to many different people in many different relationships. 
If you think that authority is unquestionably a bad thing in and of itself, well, you'll have real trouble understanding our gospel lesson for today. For there we're told that Jesus stopped and he taught in the synagogue. And the people there were amazed. And they were amazed first and foremost because his word came with authority. It was filled with power. And those gathered that day understood that if authority was properly used, it was a great gift to those who would receive it. Jesus' authority was evident in all that he did today, that he did as we heard today in our text. It was evident as he taught in the synagogue. It was evident as he commanded the demons to leave and to be quiet. It was evident when he took Peter's mother-in-law's hand and raised her from her fever. It was there when he healed many people of various ailments of body and soul. Yes, all authority in heaven and on earth was Jesus' possession, given to him by the Father. And he used that authority to bring things to pass. No one on that day in our text seemed to question Jesus' use of authority. And I suppose that was because the things he brought forward that day were unquestionably good. Yes, they loved his authority. When it meant that good news was preached into their ears, demons were forced out of the oppressed and sickness was sent running. But people did not always respond to God's authority so positively. In our Old Testament reading, Jesus sends forth Jeremiah with God's authority as one of his prophets. Jeremiah, a young man at the time, was afraid to be called to such a big task. But God assured him that he could go and do well because his word would be with him. His word of authority would be placed into Jeremiah's mouth. And he told young Jeremiah what that authoritative word had the power to do. He said, see, I have set you this day over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to break down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. Well, even a cursory reading of Jeremiah's life in the scriptures will tell you that that authoritative word that Jeremiah went out with was not often received well. It was not received well because his word, that authoritative word, revealed many sins that were lurking in the people of God. And that's where the real trouble all humans have with authority comes into play. For authority is not always just coming to us to preach good news or to offer relief or to manifest healing. At the same time, or at other times I should say, the authority of God comes to break down. It comes to destroy. It comes to overthrow. Well, God's people typically love it when the authority of God builds upon their own ideas. But then they start complaining when it tears down things that they are sinfully building in their lives. And that's where each of us ultimately have a problem with authority. Oh yes, we're okay when authority agrees with us 
in every way. In fact, isn't that part of why we get so excited about one candidate or another? We decide that if somebody has to have authority, we'd like it best if they at least agreed with us in as many ways as possible. If someone's going to have authority over them, we want them to be just like us. For when we find an authority that disagrees with us, we get quite anxious. And that's why we struggle with the authority of God in our life as well. For his ways are not always our ways. And therefore, at times, his authority clashes with our desire for self-rule and for absolute freedom. When we desire something and do not receive it, we often begin to question God's use of authority. When we pray for healing, if it comes, we rejoice. But if instead God's answer is that his grace is sufficient for us and that his power is made perfect in weakness, we are bothered. We love to hear that God is pleased with us and what we are doing, but we're not so sure when his word reveals that our actions may indeed kindle his anger. We love it when we read his word and find those things which we already agree with. But when that same word reveals our sins or calls some of our thoughts foolish, then we often just want to ignore God's authority altogether. Oh, there are times in this world when authorities must be disobeyed. But God in his scriptures really gives a limited scope of when that can happen. He says we are only to disobey the authorities he has established when they step out against his own authority. When they call us to do something that God forbids, or when they forbid us to do something that God demands, then we are to disobey. But only then. After all, earthly authorities can often forget exactly where the authority they have truly comes from. And so occasionally we will be called to disobedience. But when it comes to God, God never abuses his authority. He uses his power and his glory and his might to holy ends every time. And so we should not question his authority. We should not rebel against it. And yet, isn't that what we do each time we sin? Not only are we doing something that is not good for ourselves or others, but we are also telling God that we will not submit to him and his ways. So today, God uses the authority of his word to call us back from such foolish ways. He sends to us his word, that same word the people in our text heard that came upon them with true power. And that word reveals to us that indeed some days we stand in opposition to him and his authority. So today we should fall on our knees and admit as much. Let us admit that while other authorities may have done us wrong, God and his authority has always done us well. Yes, he does what is right and needed for us. Just a few minutes ago, when we confessed our sins, God did just what we needed. He sent me, your pastor, with his full authority for your good. I spoke his words of forgiveness. 
and your sins were removed as far as the east is from the west. Now that's a word of authority. And no doubt when God does something as gracious as that for us, we should be prepared to rejoice in all of his authority, to not rebel against his ways any longer. We are to proclaim how good our Father is and how perfect his ways are. We are instead of fearing his authority to rest under the shadow of it. Yes, we rest there because we understand that when it comes to God using his authority, there is one place that we see it more powerfully than any other. Yes, when Jesus had died, and then God raised him from the dead, his authority was shown to all. There we see exactly what God uses his authority to accomplish. He uses it to defeat sin, the death and devil. He gives us forgiveness, life, and salvation. He secures for us a life together with him that lasts forever. Authority is a gift of God. It is good. Oh, no doubt it can be misused at times, just like any other of God's good gifts. But it's ultimately good because it finds its source in the only one good thing we truly know, God himself. Thanks be to God that he used his power and authority not only to banish disease and to throw out demons, but also to save you and me. Let us rejoice that his word comes to us with great authority. Amen.